When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Triagonal uses its ice chain to capture its prey and freeze them at a temperature of negative 148 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 100 degrees Celsius before taking them to unknown locations. <laughs> this, this, this second paragraph is peak uh, written by designer's uh, five-year-old. Yeah. I love it. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Take a hike with a new character in Pokemon Go, Mateo. We're adamant that this time will be Cantonian. Catch Mastery Ice Ice Baby. Go Torsino will feature a bowl of roses. Wait, uh, no, I, I mean the Rose Bowl. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast episode 261. It's December 7th, a Thursday afternoon because November's challenges around scheduling has followed <laughs> us in, into the, the darkness of December. Uh, I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, how you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Okay, we like that. Doing so good, you're doing well. <laughs> That's right. We love it. Uh, anything anything notable happened to you this past week since our, our last blowout recording with everybody, which was, it's kind of weird, just the two of us now, because I was gone, and then we had that big recording, man. Woo. Uh, I went to I went to go see Hamilton again. Nice. So that that was exciting. That's that's what's happened to me in the last week and a half. So you saw it. You saw it in New York. Yeah. And you just saw it in Chicago. That was yesterday, right? Yes. Okay. So how would you compare the two? Is it was one much better than the other? Is is New York Broadway all it's made out to be? Like, give me the skinny. Also, two things. One, I think the show in New York was better, performance wise. Okay. Although for those who like Hamilton, King George was much better in Chicago. That that the performer just actually actually like ate the entire scene when he was there it was so good. Awesome. And two, the the theater was so much nicer in Chicago. Like, oh my god, it was beautiful. And in New York, it was just kind of fine. The one that I went to, at least. Uh, what do you mean by that? Is it just like more space? Was it a smaller theater? So you were close to uh, the stage or like cleanliness? The, or? the seating itself was very comparable, okay. but everywhere that wasn't the seating, like the whole lobby area was much bigger in Chicago. There was a whole un, like like almost basement where all the bathrooms were and stuff. So it didn't feel like I was body to body with everybody. And also like the ceiling had some beautiful decorations in it. It was just... It was very wow. nice and stuff I didn't notice, at least when I was in New York. 
Well, sounds like y'all had a nice time. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Cool. So, so you would still go see another show on Broadway, though. It didn't, it didn't deter you. Hundred percent. Okay. But would go to Chicago or New York again. We'll plan on it. See if we can find something that works. So I'm, I'm totally gonna be interested in that. So. All right. Okay. Um, I have done nothing quite as exciting. I've been doing a lot of work. Um, and, uh, well, I guess we'll get into it cause I did get a couple of exciting catches this week, but, but let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. First of all, thank you very much to our patrons for supporting the show. More about Patreon at the end of the episode. We appreciate y'all very, very much. Um, okay. Let's talk about the goals that we set last week. We both set only three goals, although a couple of these, actually you set four. It looks like a couple of these are, are heavy lifters. Uh, so for yourself, Mr. Kyle. Raid day. We had a Hisuian Samurai raid day since we've last recorded. Did you yeah. did you participate? I did. I participated. I got the shiny and then I immediately stopped. Very nice. I okay. also totally forgot that it was a Sunday, not a Saturday. So I was totally like prepared that Saturday. Like I got to go do this and then I'm going to go do raid day right afterwards. And no. And then at, at like one o'clock, nobody had sent me any invites. I'm like, wait, hang on. Hold up. What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I forgot. Fair enough. But technically, you accomplished your goal. So that's I, good. Oh, I did. I did. I had to work at 2.30, so I did all the East Coast raids that people sent me instead. Very nice. Very nice. Wait a minute. I was sending you a couple of invites during our I, normal period of time. I didn't, so. I didn't take a single one. Yeah. The last true. raid I did was the raid that got me the shiny, and then I'm like, and put the phone away so I can go to work. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Okay, well, what about buddy progress? Did you, you talk to your buddies this week? I did. Slow. uh, I did a little bit of buddy progress. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Hey, slow and steady or something like that. Um, You could completely forget like I do. It could be worse. Could be worse. You have more best buddies than I do. Yeah, it's because I cared for a period of time. And uh, and these hundos won't buddy themselves, you know, so (laughs) it'd be nice if they did. Uh, Gifting. Did you regularly gift over the last period of time? I'm going to say no. Okay. I did do gifting, but it was certainly not like it was not regular. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. no. I'm, I'm going to say no. All right. Fair enough. And your clean, uh, clean your storage. Was this Pokemon storage or, or yeah, item bag storage? I, I did. I cleaned out like 900 slots. I still need Ooh. to do more, but it's it's was good. Very nice. OK, that's a that's a strong three out of four for you. And I, I counted along this time, so I didn't get your total wrong. Like I have the past like three episodes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, for myself, three sh- uh, shiny Samurott. I walked away with, I think, four or five by the end of that. I only had one for the first like two hours of the event. And I was I was pretty salty about it. And then they just started coming and it was great. <laughs> uh, clean storage, at least 1000 free spaces. I remember to do this not like an hour and a half ago. Um, and I've got 1100 free spaces now. Are, are you proud of me? You should be. Uh, cause that's, that's rare. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Very rare. Um, I need to transfer shinies again. Every time I open it, I see that I'm like, gotta do that. And I don't. <laughs> uh, and then my third goal was to get all set for go tour Sinnoh. Uh, my plane tickets are purchased and my hotel is booked. So if you're going, I'll see you there. I'm getting in in the middle of the day on Friday. So Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, I'll be around. Hope to see you all there. So three out of three for me. Excellent. Great. We love it. Um, all right. So then I guess, you know, 
I guess we could just kind of hop right into the news because, you know, Arceus knows that we got a lot to talk about. We had we had delayed talking about Sinotor last week because we had so much other stuff to, to talk about. And we've gotten more things in addition to that. So I see <laughs> I see no reason to delay. So let's hop into it. Yo, what up? It's the news. I forgot to brag about the shinies, Kyle. <laughs> oh, boy. OK, OK. I did. I did. I did. And uh, I caught. Okay, so I only caught four samurai, which is fine. Caught a wild bergmite, which I feel like is still exciting for That's some reason. Really funny though. Did you also catch a bergmite? No, but given given uh, this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, okay. You just had to go and say that. I forgot about that entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Much less special. Um, and then my second, my second trash cloak, Burmy. That was shiny. Okay. Yeah, boy, oh, we love that. Oh, and a, and a 100% small of, wow, great. Yahoo. <laughs> um, any shinies for you this week other than your Samurott? Nope, just the Samurott. Okay. No hundos either. Dang. Dang. Okay, well, this weekend, this weekend perhaps. Um, but let's talk about some news items here. One is happening right now. And by the time you hear this, I'm confident because it's about to end for us like tomorrow. And by the time you're hearing this, it will have been over, but it is still notable for a couple of, of reasons. So let's talk about it. Maybe not in its entirety because uh, some of those details won't matter anymore. But the event is along the routes. Trainers, the start of a new season, brings with it some exciting updates. We're thrilled to announce a fresh face joining Pokemon Go, Mateo, who, who is the generic hiker <laughs> from Pokemon. He's, he's not really all that different, right? He just looks like the hiker archetype. Yeah, but like in the like rendered in 3D type of thing. He looks he's, good. He's a yeah. little bit he's a little bit friendlier in design, I feel like. You think so? I don't know. He's got a little bit more of a friendly face, I think. Okay. Either way, I dig Mateo. Mateo looks good and is cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Love him. Uh beginning him. on December 4th, 2023, Pacific Standard Time. I like how they give us a date and then Pacific Standard Time. That's great. Trainers can meet Mateo at the end of routes that they explore and participate in his gift exchange with trainers from all around the world. To celebrate, get ready for the new Along the Routes event. Enjoy event bonuses focused on exploration, gifting, and featured Pokemon encounters. Plus, for the first time, trainers around the world will be able to encounter shiny Hisuian Sneasel if they're lucky. So, uh, Kyle, before we get into the rest of this, have you seen what shiny Hisuian Sneasel looks like? Uh, I, I have. I don't remember what it looks like right now. Hang on. It's a pretty rad coloration. I think it's... It's a big change. I think there's brown instead of purple oh. at the tip of its hands or yellow, something like that. It's a like gray and yellow, I think, maybe. I like I like the Sneasel. Sneasler, not so much. Ah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're not a big fan of Sneasler to begin with, right? Yeah, not. No, not, not for really. you. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's just gangly Sneasel. <laughs> I like I like and Sneasel, though. It's really cool. Just yeah. evolution is uninspired it's like what if it stood up but it's already standing up yeah <laughs> all right so when when is slash was this event it started on this past tuesday december 5th at 10 a.m and it's ending uh friday december 8th at 8 p.m local time so again likely almost certainly over already uh, so let's talk about why this is still important to discuss mateo and other route updates 
Um, Mateo, a researcher who loves to travel, is on his way to Pokemon Go. He enjoys collecting and exchanging postcards and gifts from all over the world. He's excited to meet you at the end of your journey on a route. As you near the end point of a route, Mateo may be waiting for you with some gifts, gifts he has collected. Talk to Mateo to begin a gift exchange. Choose which of Mateo's gifts to exchange with the route endpoint or from the route endpoint, the route start point or a nearby Pokestop. Add a sticker if you like, uh, if you like, and select exchange. I love the way this is written. I've tripped over this more times than I have a, like a blog post in a long time. Get ready to receive your new memento from another trainer. Don't forget to add new postcards to your postcard book and expand your postcard collection and catch different forms of Vivian. You can participate in a gift exchange with Mateo once a day. There was special research. A new special research story is available to trainers. Learn more about Mateo and the power of exchanging gifts through the special research story, A Route to New Friendships. There were some wild encounters. There was some stuff in Seven Kilometer Eggs, mostly featuring a smaller spawn pool so that you could sort of kind of target um, the new shiny Hisuian Sneasel and some other bonuses and stuff like egg related bonuses. We won't talk about them in detail because it simply doesn't matter by the time you're hearing this. Um, but this gift exchange thing with Mateo is here to stay is my understanding. Um, and that's exciting because Mateo is the newest NPC that we've seen since the inclusion of the team go rocket leaders, I believe no, is the case, right? Oh, re re is the last one. That's right. No, thank you. Which was last year for the ultra beast stuff. So it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit around a year, I guess, since we've seen a new character and it's kind of exciting. Great to see it. So in short, this gift exchange thing is kind of like wonder trade, except for gifts. So you could, if you don't have a lot of international friends and you're kind of like Stonewall or your Vivian, uh, you could potentially have more access to that. And I think this is also a very smart workaround way. I'm not entirely sure about this because I don't know what the actual limitations are, but I hope that this is a fun way for, um, for like, kids accounts to also participate i'm not sure if they so, even have access to gifting but i i think they do so i i don't quite understand how it works i don't take part in routes so i didn't walk a single route for this you walk your route you get to the end mateo's there or mateo's not and you have to reload your game because that's just how broken routes are but whatever <laughs> yeah um <laughs> that's just routes yeah you exactly. <laughs> exchange a gift with him which means you give him a gift that you have mm-hmm and he gives you a gift that another trainer has given him? Yes. Is it another trainer that has walked that route? Or is it another trainer that has walked a route somewhere in the world? The second one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So the idea okay. is to expand your horizons geographically insofar as gifts are concerned. Okay. That is cool. Sort of. Yeah. Here. One one thought for me, this would be awesome if this was the first time we'd ever had gifts and it was a new system and this was how you could get something from around the world. But we've had gifts for five years now and <laughs> you've been able to add anybody online at any point whenever you want to for that entire time. So I didn't quite get what you were asking at first, but I see what you're saying now. You're saying like if somebody walked the same, let's say I had a route in my neighborhood and I had a neighbor that played, right? And they traveled yeah. a lot and we both walked the same route, right? And they threw up some other gifts from their last Italy trip. 
that that would be the reason why, because it's only local people on that same route that I would get stuff from. Yeah. The way that it was described to, to me um, in a setting where it was presented, uh, I suppose, um, is that it was like a worldwide sort of thing. So yeah. hopefully that's right, because I have yet to do one. Okay. If that's not, this is this is actually garbage, but yeah. I'm going to assume that it is. Sure. In which case, it just... I, I don't want to be negative about it, but it feels like it's too late. Like, yeah, it's not a negative feature, but like, why would I do this? A kid's account, like, like you said, this, that's, I feel like that's the primary benefit of this feature. Yeah. If that is available to a kid's account, I guess I don't actually know the limitations of one. Yeah. That's the, that's while I'm hitting and maybe we should, maybe we should try to find somebody in it. Cause this is going to become probably more and more of a talking point is those kids account limitations. Cause we're getting into fringe social features. Um, that seems to be the theme of, of a recent development. We're talking, you know, party play, we're talking a uh, gift exchange with Mateo, et cetera. So maybe we should try to find somebody that's, that's using a kid's account so that we can kind of get our arms around it. Cause it used to be rather irrelevant. It was just that if you had a kid's account, you couldn't really have friends and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. So yeah, sure. the most exciting groundbreaking part of this for me and Kyle is that first we had Cliff with his Pokeball beard goatee. But now, a full-fledged beard yeah. on a mountain of a man. Yeah, where's He's our my different body, body type. sizes? He's my body type. Let me, have, let me have a Mateo body type on my trainer. That's me. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, take it or leave it. Uh, I hope that you all have had a better experience with routes lately. They seem to be largely improved and they seem rather committed to this feature and embellishing it and making it much more stable. So um, I, I mean, I'm really hopeful for the future of routes and things like this make me feel a little bit better about being hopeful and optimistic. Yep. All right. Yep. But let me let's just flip the let's flip the switch here. Uh, let's talk about this next event, which okay. is adamant time, <laughs> which is a great play on words. I mean, honestly, it is. Uh, trainers, no need to take a trip back to where it all started in the Kanto region. It appears that the Kanto region has come to us across time and space. The year may not be 2016, and it never will be. But Pokemon originally discovered in the Kanto region are inexplicably roaming <laughs> the wild in greater numbers than before. No. <laughs> yes, Kyle. No. Spend some time. Text. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this is the first time I heard that part. I just scrolled past it. Perfect. Perfect. I hate it. <laughs> Spend some time researching with professor, professor with Professor Willow and shine a light on these latest developments. In the meantime, what better way to study these Pokemon than interacting with them in a new way? Party up, explore route, and enter your stars in a Pokestop showcase, which notably Pokestop showcases appear to be relatively fixed. I put I was putting Sneasels in showcases this morning. Isn't that great? We love it. Yeah. <laughs> So when is this Adamant Time event happening? It's happening next week, Monday, December 11th at 10 a.m. to Friday, December 15th at 8 p.m. local time. It's uh, a Monday to Friday event. This along the routes event was a Tuesday to Friday event. So this will be kind of similar just during the week. Uh, featured Pokemon during this event are Vulpix, Ponyta, Krabby, and Voltorb. Yes, just those. An events bonus is three times experience 
for catching Pokemon. Uh, wild encounters include Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, because of course, Vulpix, Oddish, Ponyta, uh, Krabby, Voltorb, Coughing, Rhyhorn, Goldeen, and Dratini. Uh, a lucky exchange. The number of guaranteed lucky Pokemon a trainer can receive in a trade has been increased from 15 to 25. Now, there's more to this, but if that statement was wildly confusing and sounded alien to you, it's because this is something that's in the game that is never brought up, never acknowledged, except for, I think, one other time that they increased the limit in a previous update. And now this is the second time. I think I have that right. Yep. I, yeah. I think, yeah, I think this is the second time. Yep. Um, and starting Monday, December 11th at 10 a.m. local time, you can trade a Pokemon that has been in a trainer's Pokemon storage since 2018. It is guaranteed to become a lucky Pokemon until the limit is reached. This change is permanent. So, Kyle, do you want to I know we don't do a lot of trading, but we we have this concept kind of down. Do you want to outline what like like why this matters? Like what lucky what guaranteed lucky Pokemon are in trades and what the age of the Pokemon has anything to do with it? Oh my gosh. Uh, so when you trade Pokemon, there's a chance that the Pokemon go lucky. I think the default is it's like one in 25. I want to say Some, yeah, something I, like I that. I think so. If one of the two Pokemon is older than the limit, which the limit is going to be 2018, it was 2017. And before that it was 2016. And the trainer with the older Pokemon has not reached the limit that they mentioned here, which was 15 is going to be 25. It is a guaranteed trade to become lucky. But the key difference here, it doesn't matter if the Pokemon is that old, if you've already got 25 lucky Pokemon, any lucky Pokemon ever to negate it, which is where this thing gets the most confusing. So if, you sat down and you traded 100 Pokemon after Community Day and you got 10 lucky Pokemon. That 10 counts towards your 25 total, even if you trade a 2018 Pokemon. Yep. So some of the confusion points are around, is it per individual trainer that I interact with? Like, do I get 25 with this person when mm -hmm. I trade them? Um, or if I didn't meet the criteria and I was trading 2020 Pokemon with somebody, they're old, but they're not quite that old. Does it count towards this total? The answer is yes. Yep. Any lucky Pokemon ever to exist from a trade for you counts towards the total. That's yes. it. Older the Pokemon is, the higher the chance it can be lucky even after you reach this limit. I could not tell you what the numbers are. I'm sure somebody has documented it on a spreadsheet to tell you that, but I could not even guess. I think we did a deep dive of some of those numbers from a really, really long time ago, but I got to tell you that data is likely irrelevant now, so it could be yeah. anything, but all we know is that the rule is, yeah, the older it is, the better chance it has, so there's that. Um, cool. Next up, a Ditto change-up. Ditto appear to be changing into different Pokemon in the wild, including Oddish, Coughing, Rhyhorn, and Goldeen. In raids, we're going to see in one-star raids, Staryu, Omanite, and Kabuto. In three-star raids, it'll feature Chansey, Scyther, and Snorlax. You can catch up with timed research. Seasonal timed research focused on catching up on XP and leveling up will be available starting with this event until the end of 2023. Complete the research tasks by reaching level 10, 20, 30, 40 uh, to earn items and stardust at each milestone. 
trainers can automatically claim rewards for a milestone they have already passed at the start of the event. I can't wait for us to just like claim all of it. Just bang, 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 bang. bang. I hope it's a lot of experience. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. It'd be so funny if like it'd be really funny if you were just about to hit 50 and this event and its free experience just pushed you to 50. It'd be the funniest thing. Please note that timed research expires. Just note that. Cool. Catch a friend with timed research. Event-themed timed research will be available throughout the event. Timed research focused on adding friends will be available throughout the event. Complete the research tasks to earn experience, stardust, and ultra balls. Field research task encounters. So for the event labeled uh, field research tasks that reward an encounter, here is the pool. Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Vulpix, Abra, Machop, Geodude, Ponyta, Ghastly, Krabby, and Voltorb. There is a Timeless Travels special research uh, and travel on a season-long research expedition with Professor Willow and uncover the legends of the Hisui region. I think that's actually already out, is it? No? I'm not sure. Oh, maybe not. I blow through I stuff. We only have the route one at the moment. Oh, you're right. We do. The I mean, route was... and also the uh, monthly one if you got the expedition. I did. So did yes. you. Yes. Yes. Uh, we were we were given our tickets. Full disclosure. Yes. Um. And and if you were a a winner of one of our two um giveaways that we did, one on our patron Discord and another on Twitter slash X, congratulations and thank you to everybody that participated. That was like the most well performing post we've ever had. Um. So all y'all's answers about your favorite Pokemon was so great. Everybody was so hyped to, to post a fun gif of their Pokemon. It was very cool to see. Uh, the Pokestop showcases. Be on the lookout for showcases at different Pokestops during the event where you can enter Krabby, Vulpix, Ponyta, Voltorb, or Ditto. And I'm not even going to make the Squirtle joke. Oops, my bad. Pokemon Go Web Store Bundle. The Boost Box and Ultra Storage Box will be available during the event. The Boost Box for... Uh, $9.99 US. Trainers will receive 30 lucky eggs, 10 incense, two lure modules, and two poffins. Uh, the 30 lucky eggs, though. That, no, but like mathematically, though, 30 lucky eggs is worth, hang on, scrolling down. 500 poker coins for eight lucky eggs. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Let's just say fifteen hundred, because you would get if you could buy thirty. That's probably the discount you get. That I mean, that's if you want the lucky egg, it's it's a good deal. If you, if you yeah, want the lucky eggs, it's a good deal. Yeah, if you're like in your mid thirties and you uh, in trainer level, by the way, <laughs> not me. <laughs> if you're in your trainer level mid thirties and you have the means, this isn't a bad way. If you need lucky eggs to stock up on them, I guess. Um, because it just makes every XP thing, I guess, better. And yeah, yeah sure. I wouldn't sure. want to buy this though, because you can technically get lucky eggs for free. If you get your daily poker coins. Yeah, that's very true. That is very true. But, um, but if you are looking to spend money, this is an, an, an okay deal. Um, ultra storage box, which is the, the other, uh, box for us four ninety nine. Trainers will receive one item bag upgrade, one Pokemon storage upgrade, one premium battle pass, and one remote raid pass. I don't think they'll let you go past the limit. In the past, a purchase has been let, able to let us go past the limit, but I don't think it's going to happen again. We will see. Event bundles. A boost box bundle will be available during the event in the in-game shop. 
For 1,499 Poke Coins, you will get 30 Lucky Eggs, 10 Incense, 2 Lure Modules, and 2 Poffins. It's the same boost box as in the, the web store. Um, but, oh, that's so funny that we were saying that ballpark oh, 1,500 yeah. <laughs> uh, Poke Coins for the 30 Lucky Eggs, and there it is. So, yeah, if that yeah. appeals to you, awesome. Great. Okay, so so Kyle, we're going back to Kanto for this one. Okay. How are we feeling? <laughs> First, I have, I have I have several things to say. Number one, okay. why is it called the Adamant Time Event? For those who don't know, there are two orbs in Sinnoh called the Adamant Orb, and I believe it's the Lustrous Orb, right? No. Luster? No, not, not Luster Orb. Um, well, I can't even remember the other one. Yeah. Iridescent. It's Iridescent Orb. <laughs> oh, look at you. It's Iridescent Orb. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and then there's a third one, Grecia's Orb, but that's for Giratina. Don't worry about that. And that's already been answered, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Why is this called Adamant Time if it's not a play on the Adamant Orb? I don't understand. I think it's supposed to be I – th- I thought it was a, a joke on Adamantian, like Adamant Time, Adamantine, you know? But no, that, that also doesn't make sense. No. It's clearly a joke on the Adamant Orb. And this first text is so insulting to me. (laughs) Nobody has ever said, let's have another Kanto event. (laughs) Nobody has ever said it. Even people who like Kanto have not said this. I. Why? I don't have any other words. So, We've had them for so okay. Okay, I'm going. I got one more word. I got okay. one more word. If you're gonna do this, you have to give the signature moves back. You have to give Dratini, Rhyhorn, the starters, all their signature moves from community day. How dare you not do that? Yeah, honestly. That's honestly. so insulting. I'm so upset. That that's not the case, I'd be totally fine because that's, you know, another seven or like 10, 10 Pokemon that you could get a signature move on. Yep. Yeah. I think the thinking is, is that we just had that in December for the community days prior to this event, or we're going yeah, but to. They're I spawning now, which means you have a chance of getting another good one. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just, I don't know. So, so here, here's what I think happened. Is that like the the timed research and this whole like catching up sort of thing for like newer trainers? Uh, somebody was like, well, what if we just had a bunch of Kanto Pokemon in there, too, because they're kind of like not around and they're rare and stuff like that. Like, I get where the design of this event is from, but it feels so thin. It doesn't feel like there's anything for like you or I to sort of grab onto to be like, this is, I, I know this rest of the event isn't for me, but this part I can participate in and feel good about it. But uh, on top of that, it doesn't feel like there's much there for most people because these are all really common Pokemon. Yeah. Like even, even ignoring the fact that maybe Kanto is not featured as much anymore since we have rotating seasons. Nobody needs the starters. They're all over the place. The most rare thing on these lists are the three-star raids, which are not even that particularly rare. Scyther is a nesting Pokemon, so like... I see Scyther constantly. Yeah, but Snorlax and Chansey are on the rarer side. Yeah, yeah. 
and the ditto change up ditto change up's fine like that's cool but what what is a new player chasing here <laughs> dratini it's a rare spawn <laughs> I think it's just a chance for them to to bulk up on some of these. Like maybe they have gotten some starters, but they probably haven't gotten lots of candy for especially Bulbasaur. Squirtle and Charmander, sure, but Bulbasaur, I don't think so. Um the Vulpix candy works for Alolan as well. I'm I'm stretching at this point, you know. Goldeen is kind of rare. No, it's only rare for us because we're not near water. I bet you if we're by water, it would be pretty common. You, you're probably right. That Phoebus Magikarp, I'm sure. I don't know. It's just like if you want to make a, a, a Kanto event, you've got to include some of the more interesting Kanto Pokemon uh, that don't regularly spawn. Yeah. Yeah. Where's like Electabuzz and Magmire, Magmar? That would have been cool, or like some regionals, like Kangaskhan or something. Yeah, Kangaskhan and three star raids. I don't know something like something that makes a moment exciting. Yeah, yeah, because it, okay, so it even fits into the lore. Um, Pokemon originally discovered in the Kanto region are inexplicably roaming the wild in greater numbers than before. It'd be cool if we had some some regionals from that in particular. Yeah, that would be something like if they were even if they were locked in raids. That would be something for like people like us to potentially grind, you know, if we wanted to. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, so if you okay, if you're listening to this and you're like, wait a minute, I love this event. This event is all for me. We want to hear your perspective. Please write in. Kyle and I are six years removed from caring about any of this. Also, also, your answer cannot be, I like Kanto. So this is cool. Yeah. Because, because we know people like Kanto. Like that's right. not a good answer. We Any like answer. Kanto. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's like I, I know events like this are going to happen and I think it's fine. It just feels weird. Like you said at the beginning, why? And I don't feel like I have an answer to that, I guess. Where's the XL chase? What am yeah. I chasing XL candy for here? They could have included one. Where's Lickitung? Yeah. Spawn Lickitung in the wild. That makes somebody <laughs> excited. And it's still Kanto. Like, nope. I know we had Lickitung not that long ago in the wild, but still. Lickitung is still good because people want the candy. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't like, matter. Just, the events, they write themselves. They just have to think about different levels of players. That's right. I feel like. It's easy for us to say, but in this yeah. case, I feel like it's rather justified. <laughs> Okay, next event here, Catch Mastery, Ice. Trainers get ready for a seriously snowing Catch Mastery event featuring Ice-type Pokemon like Snowrunt and Bergmite. This is happening this Saturday, December 9th at 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. local time. Wild encounters include Snowrunt and Bergmite. Who would have guessed? Event bonuses. You'll have an increased chance of encountering Shiny Snowrunt, Shiny Cryogonal, and Shiny Bergmite. Cryogonal? What are you talking about, Chris? We'll get there in a sec. Two times experience for successfully catching Pokemon with nice throws, great throws, and excellent throws. So for you tryhards out there, this is a good opportunity for you to accrue a fat amount of, of XP, PHAT. Uh, wild, or sorry, field research task encounters. Tasks focused on your Pokeball throwing accuracy will be available, and some Pokemon will be available to encounter. It's it's Snow, Bergmite, and Cryogonal. Time to research you'll uh, they'll focus on catching pokemon catching ice type pokemon and if you complete 10 10 sets of research tasks you'll be able to encounter 40 cryogonal in total so that's where they are and there's a two dollar paid timed research 
uh, that is identical to the free timed research and will award 50 additional coagonal encounters. So if you want to go even harder for this event, you can just double the research for two bucks. And there's that nice, simple, short little event. Kyle, what do you think? We're playing this together, I believe, on Saturday. Yep. Uh, One comment. It actually says how many encounters there are. (laughs) It's the first. Like, no more. Oh, yeah, you can encounter cryogonal. No, you get 40. Yep. Say whatever you want about how many there are. I don't, whatever. That just telling you how many is such a pleasant change and i'm sad that we're happy about it but we are <laughs> hey victories we take we take the w's we can otherwise i'm very excited for snow runt shinies i have one male one female but i didn't catch the female i traded for it so i'm hoping to get another one for myself as well i forgot you were chasing that so many of us have gotten like five or six yeah. i had the i had the male one it wasn't really a big deal and i never got another one and then i traded a i traded mr cook's gravy uh, sometime last year for the female one. Yeah. It went lucky too, which was fun. Oh, shout out to Mitch. Shiny vibes, lucky vibes, all that good stuff. <laughs> oh. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, this event seems, seems cool. Um, and, and people should play it and that's pretty much it. No, nothing much else to say, <laughs> which is good because this next thing, lots of things to say. Oh boy. Yeah. Here we go. Here's what we had trimmed the fat from last week's episode. Uh, Pokemon Go Tour Sinnoh. Let's start with Los Angeles. Trainers, your favorite Pokemon from the Sinnoh region of Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl are coming to Rose Bowl Stadium. Hold the football. Pokemon Go Tour Sinnoh, Los Angeles, arrives in California in February 2024. Don't miss your chance to play Pokemon Go alongside thousands of other trainers from around the world while catching, trading, and battling with your favorite Pokemon. Who knows? Which special Pokemon you may encounter during Pokemon Go Tour Sinnoh, Los Angeles. Also, you can encounter, lucky trainer, um, a picture of of Kyle and I, and also Milo and Ian from the Incense podcast in one of the photos on one of the web pages for this event. So yep. go check it out. Maybe you'll maybe you'll see us. When is this Los Angeles event? February 17th and February 18th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. PST. This is slightly misleading, and we'll get to why very shortly. But those are the main days for Rose Bowl, you know, play opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Event gameplay. A Sinnoh-inspired adventure awaits you in Los Angeles. Explore what lies across space, throughout time, and beyond as you collect Pokemon, discover legendary stories, and experience the community of Pokemon Go in person. All event gameplay is exclusive to ticket holders. Please note you will be you will only be able to experience the event gameplay within Rose Bowl Stadium during the time noted on your event ticket. So like they've been doing kind of this dual experience where you get to pick one of the days to play in the stadium and the other part is played throughout the city, right? So Team Go Rocket is on a mission and wants your help. Afterthought. When trouble arises for Team Go Rocket, will you answer the call? No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Ticket-holding trainers in Los Angeles can take part in an exclusive special research story available to claim during your ticketed session at Rolls Bowl Stadium. Discover what Team Go Rocket is up to this time only at Pokemon Go Tour Sinnoh, Los Angeles. If it's anything like the one we had at Vegas last year for Hoenn Tour, it'll be kind of fun. For a period of time, your team leader was replaced with the corresponding 
go rocket leader and when you like would appraise your pokemon they would come come up and say some goofy stuff to you it was it was fun uh there's gonna be a new masterwork research it will feature at the end shiny shaman and it will be easier than the global event only uh players later on we'll get to those global details later but for example in hoenn tour if you went to the vegas one versus just doing the global one your masterwork research at certain tiers were much easier. For example, the <laughs> the Kecleon task was only five if you had a ticket, and oh, it was okay. ten if you were a global player. Okay, I thought you you were the actual better comparison is your best buddy uh, task was I believe three, mm-hmm. and for a global it is ten, which is a traumatic difference that's true it is a dramatic difference but it's also no 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 i said traumatic oh i oh. said <laughs> <laughs> what i said fair enough uh yeah yeah I, I i hear you um the only reason i point out the kecleon one is because i know people that are still on that step yep uh, diamond or pearl will you investigate the depths of space or the powers of time trainers will be able to pick between a diamond or pearl badge and the badge you pick will determine certain rewards and bonuses and the badge trainers pick at go towards Sino Los Angeles will carry over to the global event the following weekend uh, this is the same as last year too here are the new shinies that are coming out with this event there's only five of them uh, shiny Stunky, Shiny Chingling, Shiny Chatot, Shiny Carnivine, and Shiny Pachirisu. That's we've crazy. kind of we've blown the lid off the That's other ones. Crazy. So there's the not five a lot shinies, of, and two of them are regional. There's not a lot of three of them uh, are regional. Sinnoh actually. Pokemon to go around though. So yeah, it's a yeah. smaller regional Pokedex. So uh raids one star raids will feature chimchar turtwig and piplup and five star raids will feature dialga and palkia very cut and dry special pokemon will appear in the wild we will have habitats just like we've had at previous go tour and go fest events the first one is entangled ruins which you can see pikachu wearing dawn's hat which we have had in the past there's also one with a lucas hat on we've had that in the past as well um entangled ruins also features tangela eevee mischievous Nosepass, Rosalia, Duskull, Turtwig, Cricketot, Plant, Cloak, Burmy, Combi, Cherubi, Bronzor, and more. Then there's Seaside Metropolis, which also features a Pikachu wearing Dawn's hat, Magnemite, Porygon, Ralts, Piplup, Starly, Bidoof, Trash, Cloak, Burmy, Buizel, East and West Sea, Shellos, Drifloon, Glamio, Finian, and more. I'm noticing some like non Sinnoh Pokemon like pretty prominently in here. It's kind of a bummer. Um, Bubbling Mire, we will see the Pikachu with a Lucas hat on. Apom, Yanma, Gligar, Shinx, Kranidos, Shieldon, Sandy Cloak, Burmy, Stunky, Gibble, Hippopotas, Skirupi, Croagunk, and more. And then lastly, Hot Mountain Spring. Pikachu wearing a Lucas hat. Lickitung, there's your Lickitung, Kyle. Yes. Rhyhorn, <laughs> Magmar, Eevee, Togetic, Murkrow, Sneasel, Swinup, Snowrunt, Chimchar, Baneri, Snover, and more. I think one thing that you're forgetting, though, is the non-Sino Pokemon are here for a reason. Unfortunately, I I think I I think I've got it. Unfortunately, because yeah. Sino's like 
25% evolutions. 25% new evolutions of old Pokemon, yes. Yes. Yeah, so like Porygon Z, uh, Rhyperior, Licky Licky, Magmortar. Yeah. Toltec. A lot of these. Lineup. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a lot, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay, so I guess it is justified. I can live with that. It it feels bad, but it is what has to happen. It's a a necessary evil is what you're trying to tell me? Exactly, 100%. All right. Um, And then outside of Rolls Bowl Stadium for your citywide gameplay, uh, you can just see Pokemon from all habitats at all points in time. So just keep that in mind. Incense encounters. The following Pokemon will be attracted to incense, including daily adventure incense, of course. During the event, uh, it will be unknown H-I-N-O-S and more. And among spelling Hinos, they also spell Sinnoh. So there's that. I don't know if this and more means more unknown or other Pokemon. No, it means it means other Pokemon. Okay, because good in every one of these events, including GoFest, it's not just unknown spawning on the incense. It should have been. I imagine like the regionals, like Pachirisu and Carnivine, will also show up on the incense or something like that. No, oh, yeah, maybe that's probably a, a good bet to be honest. Um, in eggs, two kilometers, it'll feature the the baby platter. <laughs> Of yeah. Badoo, Chingling, Bonsly, Mime Jr. happening, much like Sriolu and Mantike. All of them can be shiny as of this event. Five kilometer will feature Stunky, Gibble, and more. Ten kilometer will feature the regionals, Pachirisu, Chatot, and Carnivine. There you go. Now, Kyle, um, this next bit is for you, which is unfortunate. Yeah. A tale of mischief and misdeeds. First formed by uniting 108 spirits, Spiritomb, the forbidden Pokemon, is appearing in Los Angeles. Spin 10 of the 108 special Pokestops scattered across Los Angeles County and Orange County for encounters with Spiritomb. This timed research story will be available to all ticket-holding trainers beginning Friday, February 16th, 2024. Kick off your weekend with some mischievous fun. Please note that timed research expires. Here's that. I'm a pa- I'll pause here. Well, first and foremost, I'm not going to Los Angeles. So that's bear that in mind. This is awful. Really? This is awful. You think so? First off, how big is LA County and Orange County? Huge. Gigantic. What is 10 Pokestops out of 108? Uh, not many. You can probably but, hit 108 yeah. Pokestops in two square blocks in a downtown metro area. Well, like, depends on how spread out these are, you know? But no, I'm talking about like generic Pokestops. So oh. like, how far am I traveling for this? What? How do I tell that they're special? What does this mean? Also, you only get 10 encounters? Are you kidding me? Yep. Yep, we can't have like, all I don't fun. get any encounters, so it doesn't matter, but... I know, I know, and, and we'll what? talk about that when we get to the global. But this is kind of a, this is kind of disappointing. I almost would rather, and I hate to say this, but I almost would rather this not be a thing. At this point, I think. Um, so there's a couple more things to say because everything else is like ticket information and bonuses and stuff like that. That's mi- missing. Where's Giratina? Where's Giratina? Where's Arceus? Where's Arceus? Yeah. And where's Manaphy? Yeah, and, and Fionn. As and a, Fionn. As a follow-up. Yeah, I, where are they? I, 
I don't look. This is fun. If you like Sinnoh and you get to go or for the global event, this is really cool and exciting. Sinnoh is middling for me, minus a couple of select Pokemon. And they're not even featured here. <laughs> One of them's not featured here. <laughs> um, but the point I was actually trying to get to is what are the point of these events if it's not to feature all of the Pokemon? I get it. They have realized that it moves too fast for them to maintain. I I totally get that. But you got to acknowledge. You can't just ignore four Pokemon and two of them aren't even in the game yet. So. Yeah. I, oh, wait. It, no, we missed one. No, Rotom. Where's Rotom? Oh, yeah. Rotom. Where's oh, Rotom? Shit. Yeah. No, I. So I think. Um, I mean, Rotom can be hidden in the incense. It could be but in the and more. They always say it's a feature. Maybe they'll say it later. Maybe it's going to be like a later reveal to get people more hyped. Yeah. But no shiny. Shiny Rotom should be a, an appeal to get people to buy this ticket. It should. It should. And I, and I think that things are going to come later because like the Rayquaza stuff didn't come until after the initial announcement for Hoenn Tour. And there was like that Rayquaza breakout hour after the events. Right. And so those weren't outlined at all and they happened. So I, I have faith that they might do something like that for Arceus or Rodom or, or something, you know, but I, I agree with you that it can't go unsaid. Give us the, give us the customary triple question mark at the very least be as vague as possible. Let us know that there's something you're not telling us. Don't even yeah. tell us a hint of what it is. Doesn't don't say after the event, stick around for a special thing. That'll give it away. Don't say anything. Just say and more for the love of goodness. Yeah, Just like something. <laughs> a, a, a subsection of an event with question marks. Anything. Yeah. I understand Arceus and Manaphy and Fion. Very difficult. It's very difficult to do and go. It's a problem. They still haven't addressed it. Mm -hmm. There is no excuse for no Giratina and Rotom. If we get to February and they still aren't in this event. Yeah. I I feel like I'm being very negative on this episode and I don't want to be, but <laughs> I will be, I will be very upset because those are also two of my favorite Pokemon. You've also been like personally punked by like two full blog posts this episode. So don't yes. feel bad. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Um, yeah. I mean, again, you know, we're, we're being critical. I have, I've got faith that there's stuff that they're not telling us, but I think it would be good practice for them to tell us that they're not telling us stuff. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I think when we touched on it earlier, that Sinnoh is an exceptionally difficult one to do mm -hmm. because it has several difficult Pokemon included in it, like Rotom, Arceus, Manaphy, but also like 30 Pokemon out of its 90 Pokedex are a baby Pokemon. <laughs> There's like nine babies yeah. or B evolutions to Pokemon that already exist. There is eight new evolutions. Eight. I, that's a guess. I'm just going by feeling right now. So, it's rough. You you have so much of your decks, not something people are going to be excited about. So you have to include those exciting things and draw attention to them. Yeah. I think mostly the surprise is, is us looking at this and going, we know there's more. We know that, right? On, on good authority that there's probably more based on previous events. 
but that they think that this is that this is enough to get people to to sign up for this event now. And it is. It definitely is. But again, like we've had this many conversations, we've had this conversation many times in the past where um, communication with Niantic leaves a lot of gaps that people online will fill with negativity. And the best way to guard that is just put a lid on it and says, this is going to be addressed later or something like that, you know? So I don't know, but there's more to this bonuses and features half hatch egg uh, distance placed in incubators during the event up to six special trades can be made during the day on your ticket, no matter where you are in Los Angeles, half stardust cost for trades up to nine daily free raid passes from spinning photo discs at gyms and an increased chance of encountering shiny Pokemon, the usual fair standard. Yep. Now let's talk about tickets. Early bird discounted pricing, and this is until December 31st. So if you get your ticket for this event before the end of the year, it's going to cost you $25 USD. Otherwise, the ticket will be $30 USD. It's not a big increase, but if you know you're going to go, you should. Also, hotels and flights were already a minefield 24 hours after this announcement went up. So if you haven't secured your stuff, even with like a, oh, you know, with the extra protection of or whatever to get your refund, I would highly recommend that you do. And Los Angeles is really expensive, kind of like New York. Yeah. Um, it's so if you can stay with people or travel with others to somehow cut into those costs, uh, do that. Do that. Let's talk about add-ons. These are familiar. You've heard these before. Ticket add-ons starting with Raid Lover for $15, up to 18 free raid passes by spinning photo discs at gyms, an additional 5,000 experience for, uh, from completing raids, six additional candy awarded for catching Pokemon in five-star raids, and three additional candy XL awarded for catching Pokemon in five-star raids, if you can acquire XL candy. Enthusiast for $15 USD, Quarter egg hatch distance. This is substituted instead of the half hatch distance, which is blanket for everybody there. It does not stack. So you're not getting one eighth distance. That would be insane. And I would buy it. Uh, three times hatch experience, three times hatch candy, three times hatch stardust, and an increased chance of 10 kilometer eggs from spinning Pokestops and photo discs at gyms. As somebody who has had the enthusiast ticket at the Hoenn Tour event and then at the follow up, because we got it. Um, again, because of the issues at the event, uh, that means like 95% of the eggs you get are going to be 10Ks. It's a lot. It's not a pittance. It's a lot. Uh, you can also pre-order the t-shirt. They have not released or revealed the design yet. This blows my mind every time. It, ma- it makes me crazy, man. It makes me crazy. I feel like this is such a weird thing to get hung up on. But the fact that you can buy this shirt and you have no idea what it's going to look like. Pokemon fans are crazy. I'm one of these people, but it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. Ugh. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Uh, citywide gameplay add-ons extend the go tour fun and enjoy a city experience throughout Los Angeles on the extra day of your choice. This add-on provides an additional day of the citywide gameplay experience that is available on your primary event day with a few restrictions. These add-ons only enable additional citywide gameplay. The Rose Bowl Stadium event experience is only available on your primary event day at the time indicated on your ticket. 
you will get wild encounters with event Pokemon, an increased chance of encountering shiny Pokemon. You get six special trades a day, half Stardust cost for trades, half hatch distance. You pretty much get the you get the bonuses. Um, and then you get access to the Uxie, Mesprit, and Azelf photo safaris, which is also an event of the main thing. And uh, you get to keep your same badge. So I don't think it's going to give you a different badge. But here's the thing is that you can get this for Friday and whatever your opposite day of Saturday or Sunday is. This is not clearly communicated at the top when they say that the event dates are just two dates. Those are just the two dates of possible things to get a main ticket. But you could get this citywide gameplay out on for all of Friday. And then do Friday, Saturday, and then leave on Sunday or something like that if you yeah. wanted to. So there, there is that. I kind of wish that was more clearly communicated because I might have booked for coming in the middle of the day on Friday. And I would have booked earlier. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I can change that. So that's it. That's the in-person experience event uh, in Pasadena, California. Uh, which is Los Angeles, largely. So there's that. Um, any feedback on this, Kyle, that we haven't already given? I mean, you you heard all about Hoenn Tour from me and what happened there. So Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is all otherwise ex- exactly what I'd expect from this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you mentioned it because you didn't copy it here in our text, but the city gameplay add-on is $20. Oh, yes, thank you. It's so, 20 bucks. You know, your your total ticket, air quotes, is what? Uh, $75 for, for the event? Yeah, let's say you did early bird pricing plus the extra day. That's 45 plus 30. Yeah, yeah, 75 So 75 or $8. I almost don't even, I, I want to know why they do the early bird discount. It's like, who are you, who, who, is, who is being tricked here? <laughs> who is not buying the event? ticket because they're not sure if they're going to go and then getting it because it's five dollars cheaper i don't know i think even if you live in like one block from the rose bowl it's like i'll wait five days no yeah like yeah it's just it's so strange that they still do this it's such a it it must have some marketing psychological effect but yeah it's got to have this very minimal amount of pressure that it puts on people that it's might as well do it, I guess. I don't know. Who who knows? But yeah, people that uh, are paying twenty five would pay thirty if that was the only option. Exactly. I just I don't I don't get that. Yeah. If I was going, I'd get all the add ons. It's not really even a question. Yep. Honestly, because if you live there, it's so cheap for the experience. If you don't live there, it's the cheapest part of your experience, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, Raid Lover is good. I really cannot cannot say how incredible especially if you're a big egg person how rewarding egg enthusiast is again the downside is they don't give you incubators you still have to yeah. fund your own incubators mm-hmm. but if you're gonna do it anyway mm-hmm. you get so much more out of your eggs. need to reinforce the idea they don't give incubators with these bonuses if you're playing actively if you're moving you can burn two hundred dollars in incubators without a problem yeah which makes this n- bad like this is bad but still good. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Yes. I like hatching eggs. I understand that concept very well. Yeah. <laughs> they, it should have incubators. Not it should. Lot, just some. Yeah. Like give us like 10 regulars at the very least or something. It doesn't have to even be super. It's just yeah. something, you know? Mm-hmm. Also 10 K eggs, only regionals. 
three Pokemon. That's it. Yep. Is what they said. So that's and new shinies. So uh, they're brand new shinies. So take that what you will. If that's enough for you to want to chase the eggs, I suppose. Yeah, yes, I, sir. I don't, I don't. I don't really know what else to say. It's an at per, in person event in L.A. Is I. I wish it wasn't in L.A. But <laughs> yeah, me me too. I wish it was not in L.A. Uh, but we were there for the Ultra Beast um, excursion or whatever it was called uh, event yeah. last year. And that was very cool. This is going to be in a very different part of L.A., though, so I, I can't really speak to it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> cool. Now, let's let's turn our eyes to the following weekend and talk briefly about the global experience, which, to no surprise, closely resembles the in-person experience with some slight changes. And we'll cover those. This is going to be available to all trainers for free. No ticket required. And this will be on February 24th and 25th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. local time. Uh, there will be a Team Go Rocket special research. You will get access to the Masterwork research, the elongated version or more difficult version, I suppose. You will also be able to choose Diamond or Pearl and get some associated bonuses with the choice that you've made. Raids will feature the same ones in one-star raids, Chimtar, Turtwork, and Piplub. And five-star raids will still feature Dialga and Palkia. The only difference is that the raid pool will be further uh, diluted with the addition of three-star raids, which will feature Infernape, Torterra, and Empoleon. Um, because. <laughs> just because, I suppose. Uh, habitats and Wild Encounters. There's four habitats, um, and they are named differently than the ones that were in person. But do not be fooled, dear listener. Do not be fooled. You are part of the educated masses. Now, they are the same spawn pools as the ones from the in-person event in Los Angeles. So the first one is Bustling Boardwalk, which features Seaside Metropolis. Uh, well, sorry, not which doesn't feature Seaside Metropolis. It is the same as the Seaside Metropolis habitat from the in-person event. Now, um, the only difference here between these, these habitats is... That while each habitat in the in-person one featured one of the two hatted Pikachus, either Lucas or Dawn's hat, only two of these feature the Pikachus, but they feature both of them. So Bustling Boardwalk will feature both of the hatted Pikachus. Very strange. It is strange. Very strange. Um, Ancient Grove is the next one, and this is an exact copy of Entangled Ruins, like Tangela, Eevee, Mischievous, etc. No beheaded Pikachus. Toxic Digs, which is a mirror of Bubbling Mire. Let's bring back those costume Pikachus, Apom, Yanma, Gligar, etc. And then the last one, I love this name, Geothermal Lagoon. <laughs> Just, someone's like, take a, take a thesaurus and find different words for hot mountain spring. Right, which was the corresponding habitat in, in uh, Los Angeles. Um, no hatted Pikachu there. It'll have like a tongue, Rhyhorn, Magmar, etc. So there's that. On incense, you'll also be able to encounter the unown, H-I-N-O-S, and more. Eggs are all the same as they are in the in-person event. So 10 kilometers will feature the regionals and stuff like that. And here are the bonuses and features. They're kind of the same, a few less than the ones that were at the in-person event. But if you participate in Global, you can still enjoy Half hatch distance for eggs placed in incubators during the event, up to six special trades made uh, each day, and half stardust cost for trades. Whew. 
that's that's it for global much easier to cover global once we've already said all of this for something else so yeah uh so global experience your thoughts on that two things one they learned from last year congratulations niantic can learn Mm -hmm. uh the masterwork is free you get it as long as you play is my understanding so yep that's good. You had to buy it last year for those who forgot. So, yeah. Uh, no mention of increased shiny rates. That's bad. Yeah. Which is what you'd expect, unfortunately. Feels bad. You know what feels worse? Hmm? No substitute for Spiritum. Yep. For the global event. Yep, and no if if there's one, and Kyle, I already know you're going to agree with me because I'm sure this is your exact same opinion. If there's one takeaway from this whole thing comparing global and the in-person event, this is a mistake. This, this, this will only, only serve to create some tension and some dislike around event design with this. There's no reason why they can't be five or three or heck even one spirit tomb. Um, available for people that do the global. And I understand that you want to, you know, give the benefit to the privileged trainers. They're at the in-person event, but to give nothing of Spiritomb when it has been such a talking point. Yeah. For years. It, it, it feels beyond bad to me, Kyle. Yeah. But again, no Giratina either. Like, I mean, like, yeah, but I, I'm I'm still convinced we'll get some of that. You know what I mean? But like the this one is was specifically laid out for for in person and not at global. Yeah, it's not doesn't feel good. Don't even I don't even get one attempt at another spirit tomb. Yeah, I got one spirit tomb in the last year. Wasn't shiny. And that's it. That's all I get. Like what? Yep. I, I'm still laughing, unhappily laughing. But when you and I were like uh, sending each other like texts or whatever messages about our spirit tomb, and it was just better luck next year, you know, and that feels awful. <laughs> Love to hear other people's thoughts on uh, this part of the Sino tour in particular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But with also, but also the lack of some of the Pokemon is very strange. The Rotom one stands out a lot to me. It does, considering it was featured and detailed in previous events, just like this, where exactly. it wasn't. It's a, it's a draw. Like, yeah, it just yeah. has been. So, so besides the the things that you and I are harping on in particular, overall, do you feel like Sinnoh has gotten um, has gotten a, a good treatment for, out of this? I yeah, I mean, yes, I think that minus the glaring issues that I have, otherwise. I think it's as good as it can be. I don't know if we actually mentioned it in this whole thing, but we mentioned it briefly. The water spirits, lake spirits yeah. can appear in the wild. So like, that's cool. That's, that's within theming. Yep. Nice to see that back. And, and overall it's a difficult generation to do. So what they have worked with, I think they are doing well. It just feels like it's lacking something. Well, not something we've already yeah. gone into detail on that, but yeah. Yeah. Sinnoh also kind of felt like it was lacking something in the main series games because it was such a weird, like, repeat of previous assets where they're like, actually, we are going to 
to not do be all new and we're going to bring everything back together, you know? So anyway, Hey, that's the news. So much to talk about. And, and while there are some talking points around Sinnoh tour, that might be like big question marks for us. Um, if it's anything like Hoenn tour was like last year and it looks like it's awfully similar, it was still a lot of fun. It was still a lot of fun. So, um, I hope to see some of you in Los Angeles. Um, and if not, then Kyle and I will be playing alongside you in global. Yep. Okay. So that's it for news. And we are going to be speeding past gear up because the news section has sort of cannibalized the time <laughs> on this show. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll be uh, back with Pogalore. So for this week with Pokalore, we're going to talk about Cryogonal, the crystallizing Pokemon. Ooh. Cryogonal is a Pokemon made of ice crystals, which resembles a shiny blue hexagonal snowflake. Its facial expression is frozen, which leaves Cryogonal with a still aggressive looking face. Resting snow face. Two cracks run through its face. The upper opening containing contains its eyes and the lower serves as its mouth. It has two glowing eyes and its large mouth contains an extendable chain of ice, which is used for hunting. Interesting fact, I guess, to learn about Cryogonal. <laughs> Cryogonal is born in snow clouds, although there are rumors stating that it is born from people and Pokemon that have died on snowy mountains. That is two very separate pieces of information. It's Cryogonal is ice monotype, right? Yeah, it's ice monotype. Ah, no what, ghost here. Is, is this a ghost entry? What is I happening? Mean, yeah, no, there's no, there's nothing here. No. Yeah, it's ice type. Wow. Okay. When its body heat rises, it will turn into steam and vanish, but it will revert to ice when the body temperature lowers. As a result, cryogonal is rarely seen during the summer and are commonly seen during winter seasons. Cryogonal uses its ice chain to capture its prey and freeze them at a temperature of negative 148 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 100 degrees Celsius before taking them to unknown locations. <laughs> this, this, this second paragraph is peak uh, written by designers uh, five-year-old. Yeah. And I love it. I love the, it. O- the only thing that could have made this funnier is the last line. If it said it freezes them with it, the, with their chain at the temperature of, you know, whatever before taking them instead of to unknown locations to an undisclosed location. Would <laughs> <laughs> it make this just so much funnier? Man, it could have like leaned into the theming of a kidnap Pokemon even harder or something. Yeah. Oh, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. But it, oh my God, it's so funny. It just, it melts. It literally melts, but it doesn't die. It just comes back. Mm-hmm. How? I don't know. Is it just like a floating cloud or is the cloud dispersed and it then becomes the cloud, the water in the air? I this is some, too many Pokemon questions. This is some mind body problem stuff you're getting into. <laughs> For stats, there's a max CP at level 40 of 2798 and at level 50, 3168. It has 190 stamina, 218 defense, and 190 attack. Kind of middle of the road, you know. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Like they're, they're not actually bad stats, all things considered. Yeah. Best move set of Ice Shard with Night Slash and Aurora Beam. I'd have to look. I wonder what it what its performance would look like if it got Avalanche instead of Aurora Beam. Oh, yeah. Uh, not it's sure. not good. 
but that's probably mostly because mammal swine is so good that other ice types basically don't matter. Although Sneasel is, well, Weavile is fine if you want a glass cannon. So don't don't use this. This is a this is a very I, I don't want to say it to be mean, but throwaway Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Jinx is also up there in ice DPS in comparison to Krogonal, right? Yeah, I, that's definitely that's got to be a move set like limitation there for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of Cryogonal, Chris? I I like Cryogonal. I think it's a cool it's a cool design. I think they were bold with it, and you know, someone's like, "Hey, we don't have a Snowflake Pokemon yet," and they made this. And I didn't think they didn't need to make it, considering that Snowflakes are generally considered kind of like a a happy, fun, interesting, unique sort of thing, right? Like very bright, right? Like not a dark topic. And I think they went a little hard in this yeah. description where like somebody who wrote this, who had previously written the Drifloon entry was like, this is ghost ice. Right. And they wrote this and they're like, no, 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 no. It's, it's ice mono. And we'll just roll with whatever you wrote. Like this seems a little diabolical, but then again, you know, snow is beautiful and deadly. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah. That said, Cryogonal, it is peak design for a regional variant. I am yeah, so yeah. for whatever they could do because there's so much potential. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. or an, a regional evolution. Like, yeah, very, very. Oh. I would love to see that. I know it wouldn't make any sense, but they could have done one in um, in uh, not, not Alola because like, I guess it kind of would make sense because Alola is based in Hawaii, right? With volcanoes and stuff. There could have been like an ashen version of it where it's like ash snow. Um, or something like what what else could you do like a, like a hail version where like it's also rock type you know i it's mean chunks of boulders you could do it. something about where it's melted and no longer freezes anymore so it's always steam Ooh. but like incorporate something inside of the steam maybe yeah very cursula kind of like yeah so you know? i just i feel like better designers than me could could come up with something there's something there I don't know. Those are some good ideas. You're a good designer in my heart, Kyle. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's Cryogonal and that's Pokalore. Uh, cool stuff. Very thematic for us up here in the Northern Hemisphere. And we hope that you got a shiny during this Catch Mastery Ice event. Um, but that's that. And we're going to move on to Pokepole. So last Pokepole's question was, now that Party Play has been out for a while, what has been your experience with the feature so far? First response from Saralor, and they said, Hey there, generally pretty good, not many downsides. I have to say in terms of being able to play with my kid and be able to have some firepower in raids is fantastic. When you have that extra boost, it just means that there are a number of raids that couldn't be done with just the two of us before that are now achievable. Same is true for mega raids too. Faster takedowns equals more energy. True. Also, now good to see that routes pronounced roots as we pronounce it properly over here in the uk <laughs> y'all spell curb with a k so <laughs> also we're gonna circle back two seconds it works with it helps a lot too but the rewards are awful and pointless those need to be changed make it into something more substantial or give it a research challenge in some way yeah that's fair i do think the the bonus firepower for party play is pretty cool i yeah, definitely a positive. Definitely. Especially yeah, for people who get to play in groups of two, in particular groups of two. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to circle back around because I learned 
that this last week. Lemonade in the UK is not lemonade. And if you order a lemonade in the UK from a restaurant, they will bring you a 7-Up or Sprite. What? Yes. I went. I could not believe this. So I immediately after reading it went and messaged on our How's Life channel. And Modders responded in like 10 minutes, even though it was probably like 5 a.m. for him or something like that. Oh, that man never yes, sleeps. It's, it's absolutely true. So then what do they call lemonade? I not a not a definitive answer, but I think they call it old fashioned lemonade. What? But also go look in the house life scroll up like three days ago. Um, their lemonade is clear. What? <laughs> what is happening? Modern even sent a picture of a bottled lemonade and it's clear like water. What on earth are you even talking about, y'all? <laughs> Our Every day I learn something it. new that's different between the U.S. and the U.K., and I love to ask people who live in the U.K. about it. So, yeah. <laughs> Party <laughs> Plays Awesome. Thank you for your response, Sarah Laura. Some of these, some of these pictures of this channel are wild. Yeah. Clear lemonade. What? Uh, you got to go back. Uh, like three no, days. No, I see it. Oh, yeah, I yeah. see it. Oh, I'm on the third. This is five days ago. I'll have you know. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I still wanted to go to the UK, but every day I'm given another reason. Like maybe I told you. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Okay. Very cool. Uh, okay. I'm glad I got a reason to bring that one up. Okay. Next <laughs> response is from Trent. They said, my experience with party play is folks using it generally for the extra raid damage and nothing else. Completing challenges isn't that exciting, and most folks have a significant other family, <laughs> TOS unfriendly alts. So generally, nobody is partying up with others in the community. Yeah. 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 That's also that's fair. You gotta make you gotta make it worth people wanting to put in the effort. I think making it a time to research was a mistake because it made people be motivated to find ways to get it done without actually doing it legitimately. Yeah. I, well, I also think that the challenges you do as a party are not rewarding enough for the effort. So yeah. you never do it. You can yeah, my, spin like three Pokestops and get the reward instead. You you can. You can. I mean, there's something to be said about doing the the challenge with friends and stuff and like just that dopamine of checking it off. But yeah, it, it wouldn't hurt if it was more a little rewards. Bit, more rewards, a little bit better. Sure. Next one's from Ghastly Girl, and they said, My main experience with Party Play have been using it when I'm playing with my low-level friends and or playing with just one other person, and we need to do a raid with just our little group. But in those situations, it's been very helpful. These, these friends are people who dropped off for years and then picked the game back up, when, but they're having a hard time getting the legendaries they missed. Essentially, if it's not available as a shiny slash isn't meta relevant. We've always had fun with this feature, but the problem is we can't meet up a ton, so we don't get to use it often. Yeah, the the one to two friend group is a I feel like is a real benefit for the party play for yeah. sure. Yep. Speaking of modders, said hello, gents. Party play is perfect for me and the misses on our way to and from work, the school drop and pickup, work, and then back home again from the inbox. We normally get about two to three done a day. Is it fun? Not really. It's just a thing. Are the rewards worthy? 
Nope. Do we enjoy the in-game interaction? Kinda. Loving your work as ever, chaps. <laughs> Great having you back, Chris. But Kyle really did nail it when he went solo. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Myers. I love I mean, Myers perfectly sums it up. We yeah. do it because it's a thing, and that's it's, fair. It's there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like this is this is everybody's or the majority of people's take on it that aren't like just mad just because they want to be mad, you know? Yeah. That's not good, though. It's not a good if if people are like, yeah, I did it because it exists. That's not a good feature. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think the big takeaway from this is that you keep getting uh, positive feedback about going solo. So. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Last response from Pepper is found. They said, my friends and I only started using it because it was so buggy. It could lock you out of the game for an undisclosed amount of time. They meant stop using it as a group that what as a group that wasn't worth the risk. And even though now those bugs should be fixed and apparently the route bugs and raid bugs are too. My game has a heart attack and crashes crashes. If I try to multitask with parties, it's not really worth the lag and constant resets. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a fair criticism. If you're having uh, performance issues with party play. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping um, and I've seen reports from other people that had issues. It's been going better and more smooth and it's more stable, yada, yada. So hopefully Pepper is found when you try it next, it's even better and you have less of those problems. We'll see, though. All right. So for this week's Pokepo, we have what are you looking forward to the most in the new season? Timeless travels. Ah. Uh... All right, Chris, do you want to go first while I, I think about what was in the season again? Yeah, I, I mean, like, this is just a real cop out of an answer, but it is going to be Sinnoh Tour is going to okay. be kind of, kind of the highlight for this season. And when I say that, I mean, like, yeah, of course, the trip and all that sort of stuff. But last year at Hoenn Tour with the things that they released after the fact and the Mega Rayquaza stuff, etc., like that was a highlight and is still really cool. So I'm I'm mostly looking forward to the stuff that we do not know yet. Yeah. Uh, can I, I want to give my answer in a hopeful, a hopeful spirit instead of information that we don't know. OK, I have two different answers. One is guaranteed. I'm pretty confident. And one is a hopeful. OK. A raid day for Hisui and Decidueye. Oh, yeah. Or Hisuian Typhlosion, actually. Either of those. Very exciting. Yeah, that's very right. excited for both of that those. That should have been my answer. I feel like I've betrayed them somehow. <laughs> anyway. uh, so very, very for that. But also, it's the perfect time for a Rowlet Community Day. So if that happens, I'm most excited for that. My hundo will finally get to evolve. So I'm, if, and it, it fits so perfectly. If they don't well, do it, I'll be so sad. We don't talk about leaks on this show. Yeah, we don't. But who, who follows leaks? It's okay. But Pokemon.com posted an article and then took it down <laughs> that mentioned a couple of community days, and one of them was Rowlet. Yeah. So, so um, it could always not happen, but just throwing it, that out there, it, it was it a always, rumor, I guess. Hey, hey, maybe maybe that's where Niantic is feeding their false information. Pokemon.com <laughs> is the source of all the leaks. The leaks are coming from inside the house. <laughs> and those were those were falsehoods. Uh, but that's definitely what I'm looking forward to the most for this season. For oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. No, that would be an incredible community day. 
Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Well, anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to this week's Pokeball question, which is, what are you looking forward to the most in the new season, Timeless Travels? You can answer the question we posted on x at gocastpodcast.com slash, I guess, Twitter, x slash Twitter. I can't get in the habit of just saying x feels wrong. Um, you can also answer the question via a comment on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. If you're uh, listening on Spotify and the mobile app, you can answer uh, via the interact tab there for this episode. You can also uh, call and leave a voicemail to 262-586-7717. If you're a patron of ours, we have a Discord channel um, dedicated just to this in the Discord server, the Pokeball channel. And then lastly, of course, you could always just leave us an email by sending one to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of communications in the email and voicemail variety, Mr. Kyle, uh, what what signpost did we just passed on the highway of this podcast? Where are we? It's time for emails. Oh, that's right. And a couple of voicemails. We've got two voicemails. One of these, I don't know who who it's from. A name was not provided, so we'll start there. So, hey, my first voicemail to you. I really enjoy your podcast. And I just want to know what you think about encounters with legendary Pokemon rank 20 in Go Battle League. I feel like it's almost impossible to get one, even if you do 25. 25 battles. I'm pretty sure that's the limit. I got a few, like a Cabellian on rank 20, but nothing ma- nothing much, especially for the rush round. Uh, I want to know what you think, and maybe a few ideas of how this could work better. I feel like if we come up with enough ideas, we could actually help this to become more easier for new players. Yeah, I want to know what you think. Your podcast is going great. Keep up the good work. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. So just to clarify, the question is at rank 20 on GBL, when you get a chance to have an encounter, um, you get an opportunity to encounter whatever the featured legendary is at the time. I believe it's whatever's in five star raids. I think that's how it works. Um, And uh, this caller is saying that it's happening still too infrequently for it to be um, a realistic thing to kind of expect. And what our thoughts are around that. Uh, so, given the parameters, Mr. Kyle, do you have any opinions on the matter? Uh, it's hard for me to have an opinion on because I don't know what the actual rate is. I feel like people who PvP every single day are actually probably tired of seeing the legendaries because they're a pain to catch. Mm, mm-hmm. It's kind of a double-edged sword in that if you don't care about the legendary in the rotation... Seeing one is actually a negative experience because yeah. you have to catch it to finish. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And, and you use your regular resources, so not just ultra balls or not. Yeah, just, you uh, just run out not of just po- premier out balls of, out of pokeballs or whatever. Too. Right. Yep, kind of uh, a pain in the butt. That's um, that said, though, I think the frequency in which they come up in encounters is is uh, on purpose so that if you're playing infrequently um or you know not as hard as you could i suppose even if you are doing 25 battles a day if you're not doing that every single day they still want you to go out and raid for those pokemon it's not like they they don't want the main avenue of acquisition to be through gbl it's just kind of an extra thing because there's a bunch of other rarer pokemon in those encounter pools as well 
you know? So I don't, I don't think they're going to change it. And I don't know if a change is necessary um, because of, because of the greater scope of the game, including raids. But yeah, definitely interested in hearing what other people have to say about this. So if you're much more well-versed in this, um, like <laughs> Defy and Fish, this is a shout out to you too. <laughs> and you know more about PVP and, and exist in the world of PVP much more than we do. Is it really that frequent? Is it really that infrequent? How do you feel about it? We'd love to hear uh, from more of you. So feel free to write in or call in. Um, and this second and last voicemail is from Sarah Amanda. Hey, it's Sarah Amanda here. So um, here's an idea of something that's a bit more interesting than playing inside a mall when it's cold. Um, I mean, assuming you have something like this, which I assume is mostly just a city thing. But um, in Atlanta, we have a we have a streetcar that's one dollar. Um, you can just hop on, pay a dollar, and the idea is it's great for tourists or whatever. You can pick a quick ride to something. It goes in a loop, and it moves pretty slow. So people will, um, I mean, Pokemon Go people will sometimes hang out on the streetcar on a community day if they're feeling lazy. That being said, <laughs> that's not the point of the streetcar. You're not supposed to be camped there for three hours. So if it's actually crowded, you should probably be respectful and <laughs> not do that. But um, yes, just wanted to share that interesting idea. Peace, Sarah Amanda. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, that's a good shout out. I remember people talking about um, using the the uh, upper decker buses or double decker buses uh, for UK Go Fest in London this past year it was also pretty good. So yeah, something similar like that's a good idea. Good call out. Thank you for the voicemail. Sorry, I appreciate you. We've got some emails as well. Um, I'm going to take the first one, Kyle. And I'm okay. going to try to pronounce this person's name not like the Monster Hunter monster. Um, but Lamiel is is close. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So I'm sorry if I mispronounced it. But Ayo, Chris and Kyle, here's a question mostly for Chris. You do a lot of egg hashing. Why do you like it so much? And what are the strategic benefits? I like to hatch eggs okay. I'll channel Kyle and say, it's fine. Mostly, I get the same Pokemon, just meh IVs, nothing thrilling. Keeping a steady supply of incubators seems to be a big investment with not a lot of payoff. What am I missing? Thanks to both of you for your great work on the podcast. Your cast plus PvP Corner gets me to and from work smiling every day. Glad you're back in the saddle, Chris, and high five to Kyle on the solo cast the other week. You did a great job. Sign Lamia. Uh, another, another fan, Mr. Kyle, another fan. Um, so what are you missing? The answer is nothing. Um, I just enjoy the act of, of anything that is sort of passive gameplay. Like I like walking around and being like, Oh, I got to check nearby spawns. Like, Oh, I've got three eggs that are ready to hatch as well. I derive a lot of personal joy from it. There's not necessarily a strategic benefit to it, except for when the event makes it. So like a featured seven kilometer egg pool or, regionals in 10 kilometers at a at a go tour or something like that but at times in between that there really is no strategy to it i just like hatching eggs it's just fun for me yeah yeah it's uh it's the skinner box effect yeah you just want to see what comes out of the egg it doesn't even matter if what comes out of the egg is not exciting it's not about that anymore you're right it's not and, uh, <laughs> and i will say that 
I'm all for that because unfortunately that's a nice psychological effect. I can't really deny that. I just, uh, the desire to buy numerous incubators outweighs the beneficial feeling. Outside yeah. Of events yeah. I'll me. definitely, I'll definitely agree there. I will say one thing though, is that hatching a shiny feels to me so much better than encountering one in the wild now for some reason. Like I get, I'm not expecting a shiny from eggs anymore. I think that's why. And so when I get one, I'm like, Oh, whoa, 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is great. So, uh, but thank you very much for the email. Next email is from Chowry. And they said, Hey, uh, me again. It's been a while. So here's a little review of the more notable stuff that's happened. Hisuian Samrat raid day, 21 raids, eight rare XLs, seven shinies. One hundo. Very nice. good haul. Okay, that's insane. It's very good. Not so much the rare candy, but the seven shinies and a hundo and only 21 raids. Oh, my God. High efficiency rating right there. Having a good time with Rush Ram. Can almost max a shiny and probably will after raid hour. Spent 500k Stardust to evolve my new account mascot, a shiny costume Halloween Vulpix. I made my own little costume for a six-tailed fox plushie I found. Mareep Community Day was cold, but worth it. 400k Stardust and 50 shinies were obtained that day. That's a lot of shinies. That's a lot of shinies. (laughs) Finished my 14th best buddy, level 50 shiny Darkrai, and am continuing my progress with shiny Mew. Anticipating Sinnoh Tour, but that can wait for another email as this one's long enough. Lucky 98 vibes all power. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Get, get out of here with that 98 vibes. If it ain't yeah, a hundo, got, it's gone. Got enough 98s right now. Yeah. I made, I made one exception recently though. I did hatch a 15, 15, 14 Jang Moo, Uh, and so he gets to stay. <laughs> he gets, to stay. he's not lucky though. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Just, just 98. <laughs> No, but thank you. Thank you for the email. And um, what isn't shown here for you, Kyle, is a, a, a an accompanying picture of this um, uh, little Halloween costume for the six-tailed fox plushie. And it oh, looked okay. really, really good. They did a great job. So shout out to them for that as well. Our last email is from just Julie 36. And they said, Hey y'all, I've never written in before, but with GoCast as my number one podcast and Spotify wrapped and nice. my growing frustrations. Absolutely nice. And my growing frustrations of this most recent event slash feature, I figured it was finally time to say hi. So first of all, we had several people to uh, tag us on social and stuff like that. And, and post that they were like, our, our podcast was number one for them or on their top five or, or what have you. Thank you for sharing that. That's so, so cool. If you also had us on your wrapped, we would love to hear about it. And that's just because it's it's cool and makes us feel good. But I'm also just like really curious at this point. So it's just really, really cool. So for those of you that are sharing that with us, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, they continue. I'd like to air my grievances about the along the routes event and the new Mateo feature. Why host a routes event? Encouraging going outside and walking in December? One, it's cold out. And two, start by four o'clock. <laughs> Thankfully, I have a park nearby my office and have been spending my lunch break attempting to get in a few routes that I've meticulously created to be a, the minimum 0.5 kilometer so I can do several a day. 
Today, I was only able to get three routes in at lunch. I got zero Zygarde cells, even after resetting the app and waiting, and zero encounters with Mateo. What the heck? Assuming you're actually using routes, have you had any similar problems? Thanks. Just Julie, 36. Ooh. So I've used routes a few times. I've gotten Zygarde cells, but not every time. And I have yet to meet Mateo. So, but I haven't done one since Mateo came out. So I should clarify. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really hit or miss. Even with all the, all the like best practices of like resetting your app and like waiting around, not ending the route, stuff like that. You're not guaranteed anything. And uh, that feels kind of not great. Yeah. It, it does. Although I, I thought Mateo was guaranteed. So not getting him also would feel real bad if you didn't get his eye guard cell as well. Yeah. I mean, Mateo is supposed to be like the first route that you do in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that smells more like a bug than anything else. So hopefully it, it has fixed itself for you by now, but if not try again, I guess. So sorry. But yeah, no, not, not a lot of us out of the two of us, I should say, have a lot of feedback on it, unfortunately. But thanks again for listening. And your feedback about doing a routes event when it's dark outside is valid. Um, I think doing this in a transitional season so that both hemispheres don't have it so, so bad um, would be ideal, like in spring or fall. But in winter or summer, not great for either, I suppose. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you for the email. And if you, dear listener, would like to e- uh, send us an email, you can by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Again, the voicemail line is 262-586-7717. Visit our website for all things GoCast at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter slash X at gocastpodcast. We do giveaways from time to time and and hang out and post the polls there and all that good stuff. So give it a follow. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily, you can via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. In the first tier, $1 a month gets you access to the Patreon Discord. Please hop in. We'd love to get to know you better. Um, But speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Mr. Kyle, would you do the honors? Shout out to... Bo, Daniel, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Arca, Marvin, and Mimi, Swartz, Thayer, Justin, Jason, Ma- Charles, Modders, Lee, William, Brandon, Ethan, Stephen, Nick, our favorite listener, Drew, Two, Camo, The Ugly Rock, Jacob, Victoria, and Sarah Lore. I don't know why every single time I read it, I reverse Justin and Jason. I, you know, I can't help it. <laughs> I, I'm not sure either because it's not like you're making them alphabetical. That would be opposite, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe that's what their national dex order is. <laughs> <laughs> You got to decide but, whether you're going to capitalize the J or not. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, well, yes. Thank you very much to all of our elite trainer, to your patrons for helping us keep the digital lights on amongst other things. But if monetary support's not on the cards for you, you can, of course, just leave us a review that helps us out immensely. We got one new five-star review from SNDGJG, and they said best podcast ever, five stars. I think the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for the review. Very nice of you. Um, And lastly, but not least, Lee, Kyle, (laughs) we've got to set some goals and then get out of here. So what are you looking to do this weekend? We've got the Catch Mastery Ice event. Uh, I want to get a shiny female snow run. I don't know what the shiny rates are going to be like. I don't know how many we're going to catch. I don't know if our salt signal is going to be terrible at the mall that we're going to be at. Yeah. Uh, so I want one. That's the goal there. 
uh, I want to work on my buggy buddy progress and I need to clean out more inventory storage. So I guess that's also before the catch mastery and after to make sure that I'm not a, a disaster. Okay. I love how you read your goals first. <laughs> I don't, I'll make my comment actually. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, my goals are five shinies, generally speaking, 200,000 stardust. And in particular, I really want a shiny cryogonal. So I can still get the five shinies knocked out if I don't get a cryogonal, but I need the cryogonal, please. I, I was going to say, I like how you set the shiny goal for cryogonal when there is absolutely nothing in your control you can do to get that. You know, you know me. Set myself up for failure every Spend week. $2. <laughs> That's literally the most you can do in your control. That's agency. $2. Woo. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, oh, also now for anyone who's stuck around this entire time, uh, Monster Hunter, Dual Blades, and Lance have been added to the game. Yeah. Dual Blades are very cool. I love them a lot. I'm very upset that it's going to be a very long time until I can like use them regularly Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm at seven stars in the story and they're like grade two to four. So (laughs) it's going to be a problem. Demon Rush feels really good on mobile. I can't believe they did it. Yeah. They really Uh, My one comment is I am a little bit sad that they used. It's called Heavenly Blade Dance is the name of the special. At least I, well, that's the name in the game. I didn't see if they took the proper name in the app. That's the Beyblade move, right? Where you dash over and across the top of the monster. Mm -hmm. It's such a cool looking move, but it's also really impractical because it repositions you. So you're no longer in front of the monster where you want to be hitting it. So that's annoying. I kind of wish it was just blade dance which is also an iconic signature move of dual blades but whatever that's okay i love it a lot i can't wait to level them up to be more usable lance is delightfully slow and clunky just like it ought to be (laughs) it's awesome it's really good um but yeah okay anyway y'all should play monster hunter we've been saying it for months now um but we'll see you next time for episode 262 thanks for listening good luck this weekend with catch mastery ice and all that good stuff. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. bye. bye.